on this episode of Building Men, the Owl in the Unlocked Cage. Welcome to the Building Men Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Meralda. Welcome to the Building Men Podcast. Building Men is geared toward helping you become the strongest version of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. My name is Dennis Merald, and I wanted to welcome you to this episode. I'm calling this episode The Owl in the Unlocked Cage. And so an owl is a majestic bird. When we think of an owl, we think of wisdom, we think of intelligence, vigilance, intuition. An owl signifies a transition in life. I've always, uh, owls have always resonated with me uh, for some reason or another. They've always, you know, had some special meaning in my heart. I'm, I think I'm eventually going to get an owl tattoo somewhere. I just, I played college baseball at Rowan. Um, actually, the the mascot was the, the professors, the profs, but the actual signification of our mascot was an owl. So owls have always kind of resonated with me in, in some strange way. An owl wants to be free. It wants to hunt. It wants to fly. It wants to be out. It wants to who? I guess. I guess. Um, but the thing is, in the wild, these these beautiful creatures—they're never alone. A group of an owls. A group of owls is actually called a parliament. Believe it or not. And if, a, if an owl is separated, even just for a moment, they call they call wildly to their flock mates. They're very like flock oriented. Um, they help each other, they fly together, they play, they share duties within their, um, their parliament. But it's really different for an owl that's caged or that's captured uh, or captive bred. Um, life in captivity is it's pretty much a death sentence for birds. Um, they suffer from malnutrition, improper environment. They actually get lonely and they show a lot of stress from being confined. Owls are meant to fly and to be with others of their own kind in a natural environment. And what happens is the confinement, if they're put in a cage, it causes them to have temper tantrums and mood swings. The New York Times actually reported that many owls, if they're confined, if they're captured, they really go off the deep end when they're placed in captivity. And the resulting frustration that they feel leads to abnormalities 
like repetitive behavior where the owl will like weave its head back and forth or it'll constantly shift from one foot to another. It'll do like abnormal grooming in which the owl will like pick out its feathers almost like in an anxious ridden um, or even an aggressive state. Before being captured, an owl can be force-fed, it could have its wings clipped, it could have their beaks taped shut, and they could be crammed into these small spaces that they're not, they shouldn't be in. That's not the, the natural habitat for an owl, right? And here's the point of where I'm going with this. Even if their wings aren't clipped, many owls that are caged won't try to escape from the cage, even if the cage door is left wide open. So this is a, a, an animal that wants to be out. It wants to fly. It wants to be free. It wants to be with its parliament. It wants to, um, it wants to, to be itself basically. And, and when it's captured and when it's caged, the door could be left open and it will just, it'll just stay there. It, a lot of times it won't even uh, move. It won't try to, to get out of this cage. That's, that's kind of keeping it in this, this state that it doesn't want to be in or doesn't need to be in. I've lived most of my life like an owl with a cage door that was wide open. Really at any time I could have hopped over the, you know, the threshold and soared to to new heights to explore different things. Um, all along I knew how to fly. Um, no one had clipped my wings, but I was in this cage. I was I was stuck in this cage and it was a mental, emotional, physical cage that I was in. The cage looked great from the outside. It was shiny. It looked new. It looked. I looked perfectly content in the cage. I didn't make waves. I didn't bother anyone. I hooed every once in a while. I kind of like played the part of what, you know, this owl should look like in this cage. So I thought about it. What kept me in this cage? Why did I stay in this cage if I, if I felt like I was caged. And, and I think the first thing is, is I didn't even realize I was in a cage. I didn't realize until recently that I, I had been in this kind of self-imposed cage and my cage was, was, I felt were my limitations and I was my own prison guard. But at first I didn't even realize I was there. You know, sure. There might've been, you know, poop all over the floor of the cage, I may have gotten insanely tired of kind of, you know, numbly existing in this little wired box all day, but at least it was comfortable, you know, there was food, there was water, there was shelter, even though it was, you know, really, really confining, I knew what to expect. I knew that there was this kind of contentness that came along with just knowing what every day was going to be like, knowing what was expected of me and, you know, kind of looking this certain way. I was in a comfort zone and even if the comfort zone was uncomfortable, it's almost like the devil you know is better than the devil that you don't know. And even if I was miserable, to me it was, am I going to accept this this feeling of the known rather than kind of take a leap and go into an unknown situation? I was kind of in the final stretch of my marriage that lasted for almost 17 years. It was a cage. I was in this cage. I'm not saying it was anyone's fault that I was in this cage, but I found myself there. From the outside, it might have looked a certain way, but it was a cage nonetheless. So fear is the cage. It's a box that we keep ourselves in to avoid being uncomfortable, to avoid 
the unknown, to avoid failing, to avoid being laughed at, to avoid being judged, to feeling disappointment or hurt, to avoid things that make us feel imperfect. I mean, that's the way it was for me. But if we protect ourselves from these things, we're also shutting ourselves out from so many possibilities in life, so many opportunities that are out there for us. So maybe the cage that you find yourself in is a relationship. Maybe the cage is losing weight. Maybe the cage is kind of stepping into a new career. It could be anything, anything that is kind of confining you and keeping you frozen in this spot where the door of the cage might be wide open, but you're afraid to do it because you don't know what's out there. You don't know if you can fly, right? So here's the thing. First, I need to tell you that your past is not your future. They are not, your past is not what you're going to be and what you can be in life. So the owl signifies this transition, right? So I'm talking about an owl. An owl signifies a transition in life. It could be leaving some old habit, a situation that's no longer serving you, a relationship, a job, just the idea of bringing something new and exciting into your life. So how do you get out of the cage then? What's the point of this, right? How do you get how do you break free from this cage? I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. I've definitely talked about him before on the podcast and his view on life. And I recently listened to him talk about how to break through. Like, how do you break through? And the analogy of the owl in the cage, it just hit me as far as like breaking through. And listening to him and his, his strategies, there were three points that he speaks about. And it really resonated with me because I kind of use these three strategies without even realizing it. I live for strategies. I mean, that's the thing. I really, um, I'm just a big like, okay, give me a couple things that I can do and I will try to put them in place and kind of change the trajectory of my future. So the first is, is to find your strategies, like those shortcuts that help people get more done in less time. Um, what is it that gets some people to succeed while others fail seem to have an like equal enthusiasm or passion for the task at hand. The people that succeed have insights, they have distinctions, and they they have strategies that allow them to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve more quickly. Take someone who was born poor, for example. They might not have an education. Um, They might have, you know, emotional financial challenges, but they found a way to be highly successful and live some kind of an inspired life. According to Tony Robbins, it's not luck. Luck is what you have for a day or a week. Strategies are what make it consistent and what make make it happen over a long period of time, something that's sustainable. And a strategy can be found in a simplest or a slight distinction, and it can really happen in an instant. Think about this. There are hundreds, even thousands of strategies for uh, for losing weight, say. And a lot of them are proven to work. You know, you, you change some of these strategies, um, you know, you can certainly lose weight. But you have to put in the work. You have to do the work. And we're not really hunting for strategies. Go to any, you know, Google it. There's a million fitness clubs. There's, um, you know, there's health coaches. There's videos, audio books, things like that. There's, there's resources out there. But, you know, two-thirds of the United States is overweight. And one-third of the United States is considered obese, And those numbers are growing every day. The problem is that most people don't have a strategy. They're not using a strategy that works for them and then acting upon it. It's because 
they have this disempowering story about themselves, like who they believe they are, that they're not capable of doing those things. So the first is your strategy. The second is your story, your story. We have these stories in our heads, narratives that we tell ourselves why we can or cannot do or achieve something in our life. And here's the thing, whether we believe we can or we can't, we're right. We're right either way because it is what our our expectation controls our focus, our perception, and the way we feel and the way we act. When a person succeeds, it's because they probably have the right strategy and they found it because they have a story that they believe it's possible. They're not sitting in this cage thinking, I can't do it. They're like, you know what? I believe I can do it. I'm worthwhile. I'm able to change the trajectory of my life based on my strategies and I believe I can do it. So your story may be true. You might have gone through, you know, a horrific experience. You might have gone through a job loss. You might have gone through a divorce. You might have gone through a really, really, you know, challenging situation, an illness or something like that. You might have gone through this disempowering story, but it's what you believe. It's the the story that you tell yourselves to be able to, to break free from whatever it is. So you're not an overweight person. You're a person who might struggle with their weight right now, but you're basically, you're going to change that. So it's what you're telling yourself. You can be strong enough to do it based on the story that you're telling yourself. So you have your strategy and then you have to tell yourself the story that you want to believe in your head. You can absolutely do it. Whatever that cages that's limiting you or confining you, you can break free. So let's try this right now. Wherever you are, what I want you to do is just do this quick experiment with me. I want you to take 10 seconds and I want you to look all over the environment where you find yourself in right now. And I want you to look for everything of a specific color. All right. So get yourself in a situation where you could take a look around your environment. All right, here we go. 10 seconds. I want you to count how many brown things you see right now. All right, you have them. You have a list of those brown things that you noticed around you. Now, I want you to tell me everything that you noticed that was the color green. Green? Well, I told you brown. I told you to look for something brown. If I told you to look for green things, you would have been more successful finding green things, right? So that's the point here. We tend to see what our mind is focused on. If we go into a situation looking for problems, guess what? We're going to find problems. There is not a lack of problems that we can find in the world. But if we go into a situation looking for for solutions to problems, guess what? We're going to be more successful finding solutions to problems. So the story that we're telling ourselves, what do we believe? If we believe we're strong enough, if we believe we're capable enough, if we believe that we can change that trajectory of our life and change the world, we're going to be more apt to find those things rather than saying, woe is me, I can't do these things, I'm not good enough. That's bullshit. You need to stop telling yourself those stories. You need to start telling yourself the story that you're capable, that you're good enough, that you're strong enough, and that nothing can kind of stop you, that nothing can stand in your way. You change your story, you change your life. That's one of Tony Robbins' greatest quotes I've ever heard. You change your story, you change your life, but you have to believe it. And so the final thing is your state. Whether you have an empowering story or a disempowering story that's influenced most powerfully by your mental and your emotional state, 
that you're in the moment, that you're in that moment in time. We have this tendency as human beings to develop emotional patterns or moods that are mental emotional states that, that we filter how we look at our life. And these states influence the stories that we make up about who we are. Again, you change your story, you change your life. So the states that we go into most often turn into this powerful filter. They determine whether we find strategies necessary to succeed or we come up with a story that will empower us. So the big question then becomes is, what is it that we can do to change our state of mind when we're not able to maximize our true potential? One of the greatest scientific discoveries has been that if you change your emotional mood, you can radically change your physiology. So once you change the way that you're thinking, like you want to believe in your story, then you find the strategies and you can make lasting change. So as you're, you're there, I mean, I look back at myself. I look around. I, was, I had to first realize that I was in a cage. I had to first realize I'm here. I'm in this cage. Once I realized that I was in this cage, I went into months of negative self-talk. How did I get here? Why am I here? What did I do wrong? You change your story. You change your life. I had to give myself the, the mindset. I had to change my mindset and say, you know what? However I'm here right now, I find myself in this cage. I have the ability right now to change my future. So I can stay in this kind of confined space. I had to realize my past is not my future. So I need to change the story about myself. What did I believe I was capable of doing? And then my state of mind became, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to, to break free. I'm going to try to inspire people. That's where, why I'm here. That's what, that's what it basically came down to. Change your story. You change your life. I'm not confined to this cage anymore. I don't have to be who I thought I was supposed to be or who others were expecting me to be. I didn't belong in that cage. So the door was unlocked. The door was open. It was up to me to walk to the open door, look out, to face the unknown, and to fucking fly. I'm going to end today's episode with a quote by comedian George Carlin. Life's journey is not to arrive at the grave safely in a well-preserved body, but rather to skid in sideways, totally worn out, shouting, holy shit, what a ride. Thank you for listening to the Building Men Podcast. Again, my name is Dennis Meralda. I'm totally grateful for those of you who are tuning in to listen every week to the Building Men Podcast. Please reach out to me on Instagram. It's building.men. You can email me, buildingmencoach at gmail.com. Direct message me, email me, ask me anything. You could suggest a topic. And finally, don't be afraid to break free from any cage that you find yourself trapped in. You need to, to recognize that you're, you're in this cage and then you need to have a, a strategy. You need to really think about your story and then your state of mind that got you there. Remember, go one step further than you thought you can go today. And I will see you next time on Building Men.